Good morning. It's Thursday morning. Hope you're uh, having a great start to your day today. Hope uh, hope uh, your day has gone well. Uh, however, whenever you're watching this, if it's early or late or whenever you're getting to this, I hope it. I hope you've had a wonderful uh, day today. Uh, today we're going to look at the last of our books. Our books on the bookshelf of the New Testament, and it's going to be the Book of Revelation. Um, I am. It's uh, it's it's almost. You know, I, I'm a couple a couple months into my. You know, you, we lose track of time with the Rona, don't we? Um, I'm a few months into my sixth year uh, at St. Matthew's. This is the longest I've served any church. Um, uh, I was in the Delta for five. I was at Asbury for five. I'm here now for going on six years, three years at Ripley, three years at um, three years at uh, at, at Coy. Um, and it, um, I used to always joke with churches said, yeah, you give me the year five, year six, I'll teach you revelation, but I'm not teaching revelation for that. Uh, so today we're looking at the last book on our shelf and it's a book singularly devoted and that's the book of revelation. Um, revelation is without a doubt the most interesting book in all the Bible. It may be the most written about book on the Bible. I, I don't know. Tons of ink has been spilled about the Gospels and about um, Paul's works. But Revelation, there's been a lot of um, a lot of stuff written about Revelation. And I'll go ahead and lay my cards on the table. Um, I'm not an expert on Revelation. I don't claim to be, and frankly, I don't really want to be. Uh, there are folks like Bill Poole, who's part of our church here at St. Matthew's, uh, retired pastor who taught me a ton about the Bible. Brother Bill knows more about, Brother Bill has forgotten more about Revelation than I'll ever know. So there are some really excellent Revelation teachers out there. Um, I'll kind of talk to you about how I understand Revelation. This is how I do it. This is what I found makes the most sense to me. Um, I don't think it's helpful to look at Revelation from a 500 foot, from a 300 foot view. I think it's important to look at Revelation from a 30,000 foot view. Let me tell you what I mean by that. We can spend a lot of time when we read Revelation trying to figure out if the locusts in a certain chapter are resting helicopters or not. You know, which one of these symbols is of America? Which one of these is of Russia? Which one of these is of China? So on and so forth. We can spend a lot of time worrying about, thinking about that. And, and some people really enjoy that. And it's never, it's never been that for me. I've never found that fruitful. I, for me, I'll look at Revelation not from a 300-foot view or 3,000-foot view trying to understand the specificity of each section and what it means. I try to look at Revelation from a 30,000-foot view. What's the big picture of what's happening? That's really how I look at a lot of Scripture. I look at a lot of Scripture from a 30,000-foot view, not a 3,000-foot view. Give me the big picture. What are the overarching themes? What are we trying to learn here? Because I think, I think particularly a book like Revelation, it makes more sense when you look at it from a big picture, not from a small picture. But first, let's talk about apocalyptic literature. Apocalyptic literature is literature, and that's what Revelation is. There are parts of the Bible, Revelation, parts of the Gospels, parts of Daniel that are apocalyptic that basically are written almost in a code and written referencing the end of the world or the judgment of God or the coming of the Lord. Um, and, and they are difficult to understand, 
because they come in a very much of a code form that we don't always understand and that we don't always know and that we don't always have the Rosetta Stone for. We don't always understand specifically what the code is mentioning. Like, for instance, Revelation. Revelation has no direct Old Testament quotations. But nearly every word in Revelation is an allusion to the Old Testament. So understanding the Old Testament in totality really is the key for understanding Revelation. Here's what we, here's what I believe we can learn from Revelation. Let's go back in time and look at the context of what's happening in the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, the church, the, 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 the book of Revelation starts off the first three chapters are letters that Jesus wrote to churches. Uh, and those are really instructive and really good. I mean, if you don't want to delve into the, 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 the more difficult parts of Revelation to understand, check out the first three chapters. There's a lot of good stuff there that we can learn there in those first three chapters about our faith and about strengthening our faith and about being faithful. There's a lot of good stuff there in that section. So that's the first three chapters. Then we get to chapter four where Jesus speaks and 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 um and this is called the Revelation of John. It's not by the way, not Revelations, it's Revelation. The book of Revelation. The Re Revelation of John. Um so we don't know if this is John the Apostle or not. Some say it is, some say it isn't. I don't I don't think it is personally, but I don't I don't really care. I've never been one to get into the who wrote what book. That just doesn't interest me. Um, but um, John is on Patmos, which is an island. It's a, it's a Roman prison island. John, whether it was John the Apostle or John the Revelator or John the Teacher, whomever this was, this was an, an early uh, important figure in the early church and was sent to Patmos uh, as, a prison, it, it was, uh, as a prison colony for Rome. And so while he's at Patmos, the Lord appears to him and gives him this revelation. And here's what you need to understand about Revelation. Um, this is written to a church that at this point is getting its doors blown off by Rome. Rome is just rampaging, man. They are just destroying the church. Just like the religious leaders try to do early on, Rome is doing now. And they are just, they are coming after the church. They are persecuting the church. They're persecuting Christians. Christians are dying for their faith. They're being martyred. It's a, it's a very difficult season um, to be a Christian. And you remember in your histories, Rome's a big deal. Rome's a big deal. Uh, Rome um, is, um, it, it's, it's the empire of the day. It's the empire of the day. It is the empire that is over all things and all powerful, and you can't get away from it. And so now, at this moment, these Christians are being oppressed by the government, being oppressed by Rome, uh, being just destroyed over and over and over again, just being destroyed. And it's hard to have hope in them. It's hard to have hope when you're being destroyed like that. It's hard to have hope when you're being oppressed like that. It's hard to have hope when you feel outnumbered, when you feel like you can't do anything. It's hard to have hope. And so, um, in, in Rome, we see in many ways, the enemy of Christ. And the book of Revelation is written to these oppressed Christians, to these Christians that are struggling. It's, they're told this, hey, it's going to be okay. Yeah, you're getting your doors blown off. 
Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it, it's, it's bad. It's going to get worse. It's bad. But it's okay. Because God has not forgotten you. And God is not blind to your suffering. And God is not blind to your pain. And God is not blind to what you're going through. So yeah, it, it, it's bad. It is. It's it's bad. It is. But God has forgotten you. And God's not cast you out. God's with you. Even now. Even this difficult time. Even now that it's hard. Even now that it's awful. God's not forgotten you. And he will bring judgment. He will bring judgment upon those who are oppressing his church. He'll bring judgment upon those who are oppressing his people. He will bring judgment. And you see, Revelation is about, ultimately, God's going to bring judgment to these people. So, don't lose hope. Don't give up. Don't give in. God's got this. God's got this. So, to me, from a 30,000-foot view, Revelation is not scary. Revelation is hopeful. Because it reminds me over and over and over again that God's to, God has not forgotten me. That God's not forsaken me. That God is has not abandoned me. But that God's with me. That God will not leave me. Are you, are any who are Christians who are in difficult times? Revelation's a book of hope. Because it reminds us that God has not forgotten his children. And that God has not forgotten his church. As Jesus tells in the gospel, from the gates of hell will not triumph against Christ and his church. So, don't be afraid. Don't worry. God's with you. God's got you. God's not going to forget you. And God's not going to forsake you. God's here. So, Revelation, when understood in that context, is a very hopeful book. Not a scary book. So, I hope that we all now, no matter where we find ourselves, can understand that God has not forgotten us. And that God has not forsaken us. And that God's always with us. That's Revelation. So, like I said, there's a lot of folks that know a lot more about it than I do that are probably going to go a little bit more drilling down to it than I do. But for me, I believe Revelation is a book of great hope. And uh, I'm thankful for it. So, hope, hope you have a great Thursday today. Uh, have an awesome day. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Thanks.